From St. Mark's Gospel, a house divided against itself cannot stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Please be seated, and good morning to you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, it is so good to be here today and to see all of you here as well. You just heard the gospel, and there are uh, are so many phrases in Scripture that uh, frustrate and uh, disturb people because they are not able to understand them. Uh, some folks are driven to distraction. Others see them as stumbling blocks along the way. For example, the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. What does that mean? Well, all kinds of interpretations to that. And there are other uh, phrases throughout the Scriptures that are equally or even uh, more difficult to understand than that. In today's gospel, we have one that's uh, quite difficult. Jesus says, whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. That's pretty heavy. Pretty heavy indeed, I think. And it stops us in our tracks. It's the unforgivable sin. We have wonder, oftentimes, whether we have committed that unforgivable sin. Well, the answer for most of us here today is probably not. But doesn't that make you feel good? I mean, uh, I hope so. It should. The unforgivable sin, it occurs when a person fails to accept God's mercy through repentance and rejects the forgiveness and salvation the Holy Spirit offers us. It's rejecting God. It's hardness of heart. It's a whole bunch of things that don't allow God and His Holy Spirit to penetrate us to get to us. It's rejecting the sacrifice that Christ Jesus made for us upon the cross. It's claiming that our sin, our sin is so bad that God can't do anything about it. God can't give us the mercy that we ask for. Now, I say that you probably haven't committed that sin because that unforgivable sin, because I know most of you, if not all of you here today, uh, have or will soon in this service pray the Lord's Prayer, and you ask for forgiveness every time you do. So I know that your heart can't be hard, and I know so many of you personally that I know your hearts are not hard. So don't worry about that particular sin because there's plenty more to go around. <laughs> You'll get your opportunity, I'm sure, as will I. So now that we've dealt with that 800-pound gorilla in the gospel, let us see what it is that Jesus is trying to tell us here today. In today's gospel, Jesus tells a parable about divided kingdoms and houses. He has cast out demons. He's healed Peter's mother-in-law. He's 
cleansed a leper, and he's caused a paralytic to walk. The kingdoms and houses of these people were divided. The devil, Satan, had invaded their homes and their lives. And their lives are not their own. They live with inner conflict and turmoil. They've been separated from their community and from their identity and from their security. Their outer conditions of illness, paralysis, and possession point to the inner conflict, the battle between health and disease, not just physically but spiritually, the battle and interior conflict has been around since Adam and Eve were in the garden. You heard it in that first lesson. When they separated themselves from God and inadvertently from one another, they hid in the garden because they were ashamed. That separation is seen in Israel. Israel wanting to be, uh, wanting a king so that they could be like other nations and forgetting that it was their unique calling that is, that they should be different from other nations. That it is through Israel that God will act for the benefit of all people. This, this division, this inner conflict is a reality of today's world and our lives. A marriage divided is a divorce. A nation divided results in vitriolic politics, and an economy divided yields poverty and injustice. Humanity divided is all of these things, and faith divided is sin. Now, I think we all know what it's like to live divided lives. You're one person at work, another person at church, another person at home. You act one way with some people and a different way with other people. And life gets divided into pieces, into segments. It gets fragmented, much like a jigsaw puzzle. Behavior, beliefs, ethics become situational. And there is the work life, the family life, the prayer life, the personal life, the social life, and pretty soon we're left with a bunch of pieces. It seems that we are forever trying to put the pieces of our lives back together, putting that puzzle together. And that's why the crowd has gathered around Jesus. That's why the authorities are opposing him. The religious authorities were just unable to handle this man. And that's why his family tries to restrain him in their own way. Each is trying to put the pieces of their life together. But it's not working. It's not working. 
Their life and their world are neither what they thought they should be, nor what Jesus knows they could be. But Jesus always stands before us as the model of unity, wholeness, and integration. Jesus is the strong man, the strong one. And he does for us what we cannot do for ourselves. He puts our lives and our houses back in order. Jesus offers us a different model of what life might be like. And he does so by showing us the division in our lives. The houses that cannot stand and the crumbling of our kingdoms. And even when it's for our own good, it's a hard place to be. It's a hard place to be because it means that one way or another, change of some sort is coming. And most of us don't like change. It can be frightening, it can be disturbing. The people say, he's gone out of his mind, he's crazy. The religious authorities accuse him of allegiance to Beelzebul, and they project onto Jesus their own conflict and division. Their accusations say more about themselves than they do about Jesus. Their accusations are a way of avoiding themselves. Now, God knows it's hard, difficult, to look at the division and conflict within our own lives. But the beginning of wholeness is acknowledging our brokenness. Where is our house divided? In what ways do we live fragmented lives? And what is it that shatters your life? There are all sorts of forces, things, events, and even people by which our lives are broken and through which we are separated from God. But Christ Jesus is stronger than anything, anything that fragments our lives. He binds the forces that divide. He heals the wounds that separate. He refashions pieces into a new whole. And there is nothing, nothing about your life or mine that cannot be put back together by the love of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now unto God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost be ascribed all might, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to our Trinity Episcopal Church podcast. To find out more about the work God is doing through Trinity, visit us online at trinitybureau.org and follow us on Facebook.